Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning imbibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And I'm... I'm just a guy, you know. My name is Matt Knotts. Hi, Matt Knotts. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's been a fun week. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I have run into each other uh, multiple times uh, this past week for the first time in probably about going on 10 weeks. Yeah. It's it's really nice to see you in person again. It's it's weird. You, you do kind of lose a lot when you're just kind of talking to each other over video space. This is true. Your your meat body uh, <laughs> uh, just you know fulfills my needs in a way that this this digital uh, simulacra is is not doing it for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matt, why don't you take the reins real quick and tell the people why we've been seeing each other so much recently? Uh, it's been a very, it's been a beer tradey week. It sure as shit has. <laughs> we've been going back and forth with stuff all week. Um, let's see. You made a, a Mortalis run. That yes, we're I did. A little later. Um, congratulations to you. I think that deserved an air horn, but that's just me. Here, well, we can go back and do it again. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. You did a Metal- Mortalis run? Yeah, I did. Yes, yes, yes. Hell yeah. Um, I went to Rising Storm. Yeah, you did. Oh, it's not rearmed. <laughs> there it is. Who knew it had a cooldown? <laughs> What the fuck was that one? Was that a gong or am I, I hearing something that actually happened? That was a thing that actually happened. That might have been. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Although it is kind of cool. I can do some like minor Foley here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, we, we, we got into it this week, man. Yes. Uh, I spent <laughs> about $100 on beer in one day at Mortalis. Um, but... Uh, part of the reason um, that I did that was because uh, we wanted to put out a, a special episode uh, of the show to talk about um, a series of beers uh, that have been coming out in the last few months. Um, yeah. So we've been driving all around to our, our local breweries because we want to uh, 
to try the Black is Beautiful series of beers. Uh, it was originated by uh, Weathered Souls out of San Antonio, Texas. Um, an interesting thing with the, the pandemic being what it is, is that there's a lot of uh, breweries that have come up with these um, open source recipes, right? We've had other half with the all together. Uh, there's currently one going around New York state, I think called peace and love or something like that. Um, and, and weathered souls, interestingly enough, um, put together this, this black is beautiful, uh, which is an open source recipe that they've asked a bunch of other craft breweries and, and a lot locally, uh, and a bunch have just picked it up. Uh, and what they're doing is, um, it's a stout, um, from their, their website. They're saying that it's a moderately high ABV stout to showcase the different shades of black. Um, part of that too is, uh, they're asking the, the breweries to donate the proceeds to, um, local foundations that support police brutality reform, legal defenses for those who've been wronged, along with local or organizations that support equality and inclusion. And they ask every brewery to commit to the long-term work of equality. So it's it's maybe the most socially conscious beer that we've, we've talked about. Um, it's one I'm definitely behind the cause. Yeah, me too. Um... And, you know, if you want to go online and, and check and see if there's a brewery nearby that is doing one of these, uh, go to blackisbeautiful.beer. Um, I was actually surprised I hadn't looked at the list in a, in a little while. And I think the last time I looked, there were, you know, like 500 breweries. There's over 1,100 that are doing this right now. And it's um, not just in the U.S. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's, it is in all 50 states, uh, but it's in, I want to say, like 21 countries or something like that. Yeah, um, it looks like there's, there's one in Ho Chi Minh City, um, Manchester, England. Cloudwater is actually brewing that one. Um, Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, um, all over the world. And I think it is important to kind of point out that, uh, you know, the, the brewery who came up with this is a black owned brewery. And in the world of craft beer, that is a rarity. Uh, I read an article that said, you know, 88 percent of craft breweries are run by, you know, white people um, and only about one percent uh, are, you know, owned and operated by, you know, African-Americans or, you know, black people um, who aren't necessarily of African descent. Um, so, you know, I, I think that it's important to, um, you know, not only support, you know, just your, your local uh, businesses, but, you know, particularly businesses that are, you know, impacted the most by uh, all of the things that are going on right now. I would agree. I'm looking at a, an article that, that Will Cleveland wrote for the DNC. Um, and there's a, um, kind of another organization along with uh, Weathered Souls. It's, it's Beer Culture with a K. Beer, K-U-L-T-U-R-E. Um, and it's actually trying to to get to that conversation. Why is there no diversity in, in craft beer? There are 434 
Is that what it said? 434 breweries in New York. Three are black owned. Um, one in Brooklyn, Daleview Biscuits and Beer, is the only one that brews on site. Harlem Brewing and Harlem Blue are contract breweries. So that is a stunningly low number for, for this, you know, this craft beer explosion for, for people of color to be that underrepresented um, is shocking. And it's, it's interesting that this beer kind of came out and brought it to the, the forefront. I mean, black is beautiful along with beer culture. Cause I'm, I'm seeing them kind of speaking out more about this as well. You know, it, it's, it's kind of brought that awareness to that. And uh, I think it's good. It's a good conversation to have. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm necessarily the right person <laughs> to, uh, you know, have all the ins and outs of uh, that conversation covered, but you know, I'm, I'm certainly more than willing to, you know, look at the, that list of uh, breweries and, and see what I can find and, and support them. Um, Cause you have to think that there's, you know, that sort of thing doesn't happen by accident. Um, I would say. Um, so, you know, when, uh, when, when there is a business there that I have the ability to, to support, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do that. So, um, I think you and I have, uh, a list to look over <laughs> and see what we can find, um, and, and try it out. Definitely. Um, so that brings us to the beers we're, we're drinking tonight. Uh, yeah. both are, are variants on black is beautiful. Uh, one is from rising storm and the other from mortalis. Um, both, I mean, at rising storm, specifically, and I, I think, you know, kind of tangentially Mortalis, are, are both very influenced by by Black culture, especially Rising Storm. I mean, um, when we had Ren on, we were talking about the fact that they've named their most of their beers after hip-hop records, you know, right. like the Nas It Was Written, or any number of Wu-Tang references up to and including the Wu-Tang logo on their t-shirts and stickers. Um yeah, I was just gonna say I saw that uh, you know blatantly today on their uh, Instagram feed. There, there's beers just straight up. It's the Wu Tang Clan symbol on their beer. Yeah, it's the Swarm, and it's a, yeah. a honey based IPA, and it's straight up just the Wu Tang logo. Yep. Um, not to put them on blast for that because it, it's kind of great, but it's also good that they've kind of gotten involved in this because it, it's. It's an important part of, of their culture, it appears. So it's good they're paying service to the bigger conversation. Um, the beer itself is a monster stout. Mm. Uh, it's 10% uh, and it's treated with chocolate caramel conditioned on shortbread cookies and Twix bars. Yeah, this thing is is thick. You could stand a pencil up in this. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it is it's like honey it's very it, good it's, it's very, very good yeah um i get uh i get a lot of chocolate like dark chocolate um a little bit of coffee not like overpowering um and then there that it, it's one of the heaviest stouts i've had in a while um but you know very a very uh sweet finish um 
and just you know the it's got to be the caramel uh, is is sort of coating the tongue at the at the back end of this one. I would say, are you getting any smokiness to it? I, I've gotten it. I've, I've I'll admit it. This is my second time drinking it. Mm. Um, and both times I've gotten kind of a a smokiness that I don't usually get. Hmm. Um, maybe a little bit. Uh, I mean, you could boil that down to the uh, roasted malts or, or whatever they're doing for the the you know uh, to get the the very dark uh, black color on this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, just overall, it's a really solid stout, both in, you know, the, the flavor profile and how fucking thick this beer is like, um, yeah, no, this is, it, it's like, like imagine the, uh, the Coca-Cola fountain, the, the water ran out. Yeah. This is an all syrup, super squishy. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it's I, great. <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandmother used to feed me cola syrup for mm. an upset stomach. And that is the exact color of this beer. Yeah. Uh, it's excellent. Um, it's very sweet. It's very desserty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that smoothness that, that we've kind of come to love with, with rising storm. Um, and yeah, this is, this is definitely dessert in a glass. Yeah. It's, I mean, the there's a lot it, it's not quite that same uh you know willy wonka uh level of flavor layering um you know where things are happening at you know seconds apart but you know from the from the start of the sip it it just goes through this you know pretty quick sequence of okay uh you know dark chocolate coffee caramel um and some of that, you know, roasty smokiness um, that, that you were talking about. Um, I mean, I would definitely seek this out if they've still got it, uh, you know, available. Um, how, how, how much this one set you back there, Matt? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Let me just double check and see. I want to say it was 24 for the four pack. Gotcha. Um, but I don't recall off the top of my head. Um, I'm not above looking at the website to see what they're charging for it. I will probably edit this bit out. Um, well, that's fair enough. You know, uh, speaking of saying how this beer's kind of like reminding me like honey, they, they used to call me Winnie the Pooh in college. Is this because your shorts never covered or your shirts never covered your tummy? No, it's because I was always getting stuck in them holes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Please forgive us. Uh, so that's $24 for that four pack. At Rising Storm, it is still available. Um. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. A fucking asshole. You're the absolute dirt worst. You know what's worse, Matt, is I've been uh, waiting like two weeks for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you decided to deploy it right here. Was it just you were looking for a lull? <laughs> Pretty much. And this is only three sips into the first 10% beer we've got. Great. Oh, um, goody. 
yeah, so it is still available, uh, both on tap, I believe, and uh, in cans if you want to try it. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, it's a, not only that, it's just a nice hangout at, at Rising the Storm. Um, plenty of room to sit outside and, and enjoy the what's left of the summer here. Yeah. Um, music is always good uh, because, again, it's, you know, 90s hip-hop. Do they have uh, do they have lawn games and stuff there or anything like that? I don't remember lawn games. Uh, They do just now have a food truck that that opened up. Um, Apparently, the food's very good. I haven't had the chance to try it yet. Um, But yeah, it's it's worth a a ride out. It's more of a chill spot than it is a play games kind of spot. Gotcha. Um, It backs up to some railroad tracks. There's a big field last time i was there kids were playing soccer out in the field so oh, that's sweet yeah this beer got some legs on it man like i am yeah. <laughs> freaking i'm feeling this feeling it like you're enjoying it or feeling it like it's hitting you porque no less dose gotcha yeah yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's the first. Is this the first stout we've talked about? This is the first stout we've talked about. This may be the, you know, it's one of the first non fucking IPAs that we've talked about. To be perfectly frank, um, I thought you were blue. So yes, it is the first stout that we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna leave me hanging on that, huh? Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. You're welcome. Um. um which uh, that that's actually that that's an off uh, off mic conversation. We need to try something other than fucking IPAs and double IPAs. Um, you know, I tried. I brought Vleet to the party. You did, and uh, well, and uh, and James brought us some uh, hopped oh, loggers, and we had some hop loggers. But uh, but yeah, our next, we our next episode. I want to do Belgians. All right. I'm gonna do some farmhouses, not not the the ones that you had recently. We're gonna try a couple farmhouse beers with you, um, and see how we do with those. Hey, you know I'm down. Try everything, except Roush beers. Exactly. And this is where I was kind of worried about this this beer with you because when I drank it, it had a bit of the it, it was Roush beer adjacent. No, listen, I'm telling you, like. The Roush beer that I had literally tasted like somebody took a shovel of campfire ashes and dumped it into a beer and stirred it like it was the most vile thing I've ever tasted. Um, I can deal with some roastiness. Uh, That is a okay by this guy. But like, I don't want to I don't want to eat ashes. You know, I, I haven't smoked a cigarette in. Gosh, going on like 10, over 10 years now. Very proud of you. So I don't need to drink ashes because that just tastes nasty. As far as this cat's concerned. <laughs> oh, okay, <So>. Fabe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cat's out of the bag on that one, eh? Uh, 
whatevs. So how are we doing on this one? Uh, I'm I'm rocking it. Did you really? Did you go for the whole pint? Maybe. Oh, Lord. By the way, we're enjoying our, our brand new Beer Review Journal glassware. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, so it was my 36th birthday recently, and my wife got me. Again? Uh, yes. Uh, don't you have more than one? 36? Yeah. Yeah. You've been sitting there for like four years. Uh, no. Uh, I was 35. I was born in 84. So, <laughs> like, you do the math. I'm not good at it, but I'm pretty sure I'm 36. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, she uh, she had somebody make up uh, some glasses with our uh, podcast art. Um, <laughs> and I was like... I'm sorry, you know, as I'm like tearing up at how thoughtful the birthday gift was, like Matt's wife is also doing new artwork for us at some point. So, well, rest easy. Yeah. Um, when I showed my wife the 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 glass, she was like, "That looks great on the glass. I guess I don't have to do that for you now." <laughs> anyway, fair enough. Yeah. So, well, uh, I mean. I, I did see it looks like Louis Zong is uh, fairly cheap. Yeah, maybe we'll have to get him. Yeah. Um, he does but, have experience drawing. Drawing podcast <laughs> shit. Yeah. Drawing, drawing podcast guys with semi-round to oval heads. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, those were super awesome. Uh, people listening to the show have probably seen me using them on uh, uh, my Instagram feed recently. Um, that's at McKenneth blue and also at beer review journal. This is true. Um, and, uh, yeah, just freaking awesome. Uh, one of the best gifts I've gotten in quite a while and, uh, yeah, made me a little misty and I Can gave I Matt a couple cause my wife got yes. like six of them, which is so sweet. Yeah. She specifically said she wanted you to have a couple of them. So thank you, Mrs. Blue. You're welcome. I mean, um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did end up all gone. Sweet. So, yes, very. So I think I may um, go to the bar. I may possibly eat a cracker in between. <laughs> um, Need a little palate cleanser there, buddy. It's delicious, but if we're going to go back for another variant on the same, and the interesting thing is, I think, because we've got the Martellus one up next, right? We do, yes. Um, and I will have the uh, info for that one when we get back. So it's the same base beer, but as far as I know, no shared additives. That sounds correct. Um, we will investigate when we return. Let's shell. back from the bar and we are ready to talk about black is beautiful as uh as spun by mortalis um yes now we we talked before 
briefly about how this is our first stout. You know what this also is, Matt? Is this our first Mortalis? This is our first Mortalis on the show. Oh, holy hell. I usually just kiss their ass for nothing. Um, but no, this time... got context. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, fair game. Uh, I took a sip of this right before we started rolling, and the noise that I made was something along the lines of, hmm. Uh, so, Matt, what, what are your thoughts on this? Hmm. It's very good, but I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of maple. It is a lot of maple. It's like, um, God, I don't even know. Um, so while while you're chewing on that, um, let's just uh, give the people what they want. What was this beer conditioned on, McKenna? <laughs> this beer was conditioned on vanilla, maple, walnuts, and cacao nibs. Cacao, Matthew. Cacao. Cacao. So, uh, to that point, yes, I am getting... Tell me if I'm wrong about this, but when you first started sipping it, you thought, oh, this isn't all that different from the Rising Storm one. And then about halfway through, that maple hit you. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's This might just be my weird taste um it almost tastes like a i don't know why i'm saying this but it almost gives me like a banana bread with chocolate chips and and walnuts hmm. i i wouldn't be able to say for sure because i've never eaten banana bread it's it's similar it's got that sweetness i think i'm i'm getting I'm not saying this tastes like bananas, but I think it's that same sweetness that you get in a banana bread with the maple. Well, right. I mean, it's like, I mean, pumpkin spice doesn't taste like pumpkin, but if you eat something with pumpkin spice in it, it's, you know, it, it doesn't taste like banana. It tastes like the spices in banana bread, probably, is what you're saying. Right. right. Exactly. I've, I've never tasted anything that tastes exactly like this, so I can't say, oh, this tastes like blah. Right. But Well, I guess you haven't eaten chocolate chip pancakes with maple syrup on them. Now... Here's the thing. Very recently, I have. Um, you know, because that's how I roll. Um, you know, I do cool shit. But, yeah, it doesn't taste like that to me. No. It's not. You would think it would be like a one-for-one. One and you would say, no, this tastes just like chocolate chip pancakes with real maple syrup. No, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on there. Yeah, no. Um as I'm continuing to take sips of it, I'm starting to get that vanilla note in there, uh, which I like as a, you know, enormous vanilla fan. Um, but you know, I, I'm always going back to the, uh, Neapolitan milkshake stout. Um, and the Willy Wonka bonkers ass flavor layering that happened in that. And this is not um, to that same degree of spaced outness, but it's similar. Yeah. Um, things are coming in at different times. I mean, this is a very also, complex stout. It is. I would also like to say that Enormous Vanilla is my favorite Krautrock band, so I'm glad you brought them up. Um <laughs> Very stupid. 
It's not more stupid than what I've said so far. 90% of what I've said in this uh, episode has been very stupid. And I apologize to everyone listening to it. Um, This is what happens when you're trying very hard to not sound like an asshole inadvertently. (laughs) I appreciate that. As the person who's going to edit this at some point, I appreciate that greatly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's tremendously complex. Not not that the rising storm wasn't. You know, I, I no, they're they're both bonkers. Yeah, but in in different, very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting to me to see how wildly different they are. You know, using the same base, um, and you know. Rising Storm and Mortalis are both doing, I'm not going to say the same thing, but they do similar things as far as, you know, uh, beers with big flavors, uh, a lot of adjunct stuff that that's interesting. You know, they, the weekend this came out, they put out their um, Berry Marshmallow Double Sour IPA. Right. Um, you know, which... which is similar to, to the kind of stuff that, that Mortalis does every now and again. Um, they do it in completely different ways, but there's that that level of complexity with both of them. Um, but yeah, it's this one, it, it hits a little different. Um, the other one I could absolutely pick out, no, yeah, there's the, the caramel and the chocolate. It did, for all the world, taste like a, a liquid Snickers bar to me, or a, a liquid... Did for all the world sound like a uh, smell? Yeah, fuck. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so Christ. Matt's had so, a beer that's ten percent. God damn! I have to work tomorrow. Um, no, it did taste a lot like a a Twix bar to me. You know, I got that. I that's it's a frame of reference I have, and I was like, oh yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it, it says on the tin. It's it's doing exactly that. This I'm kind of having to build my own frame of reference for, which you know it, it's. It's How's that going for you? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's like I say, for, for someone who, you know, it's it's that old thing. It's like dancing about architecture, right? But for, for someone that you're trying to explain what this tastes like, if you're sitting at home, you know, and you don't have one of these in front of you. Right. You're trying to paint the picture. Yeah, uh, it, it is very, very sweet. This is coffee, vanilla, maple candy. That's exactly right. It's um, it's it's very much a, a dessert in a glass, but it's it's a very autumnal dessert in a glass, I would say. Um, and you know, I, I'll just say it, it's still available. Um, you know, the day that I went, they had plenty of it. Um, and that was what like. This past uh, Thursday? Thursday. It was yesterday, right? Two days ago. Two days ago? Fuck. Yeah, it's time. Um, and, I mean, they had it out again today. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it, certainly the, the price per ounce is a lot higher than uh, it is on the Rising Storm. Yes. Um, this, this one is uh, being sold in bottles, um, 500 milliliter bottles. Um, so if you're Canadian, that's probably easier for you to imagine than it is for an American like me. I'll throw this out there. A pint is 440 milliliters. So yeah, a little over a pint. Um, it's a, a $16 bottle. 
So, you know, do with that what you will. Um, you know, they're both very solid, complex uh, stouts. Um, and, you know, all of the proceeds go to a, a great cause. Um, so, you know, for me, I would certainly say that if for no other reason, then it's going to uh, the causes that it's going to. Um, you should pick some up. So I think they are different charities that, that each are going with. Right. Um, but, you know, in general, they're all going, you know, to support people of color in our communities. Uh, Rising Storm is giving their proceeds to the African-American Giving Initiative Fund. Uh, it's an endowment for community support uh, in the Rochester region. Um, members are committed to making a pro- positive change in problem areas uh, experienced most strongly within the African-American community. Uh, it's centered on the belief that a community is only as healthy as each person's neighbor. There's legal support there, programs at Break No Barriers, Beyond School Walls, Quad A for Kids, Wilson Alliance, Gateways Music Festival, and that was Rising Storm's contribution. Uh, Mortalis doesn't say specifically on their website. I can only imagine they are also donating to a very worthy cause. And that's that's the other interesting thing. And it's um, each brewery is kind of choosing their own charity. It's not one giant bucket. I was looking just for GP, the, the Cloudwater, which is the one that I got kind of excited about that, that brews out of Manchester. They are donating to four different organizations, um, Kids of Color, Rainbow Noir, and the Racial Justice Network. So it, it's interesting that each brewery has kind of found stuff in their own community to, uh, to donate to. So it's not just one big pot. But yeah, every brewery is doing something a little bit different. I'm looking at the Cloud, Cloudwater one again. Uh, it's orange peel, clove, cinnamon sticks, dandelion root, kefir lime leaves, cardamom, tonka beans, birch leaves, star anise, caraway seeds, and kinchona bark. That's a lot of things. Yeah. I bet um, that's crazy pants. I know other half did one. I'm trying to see what the the adjuncts were on that one. But while you're looking that up, again, you know, there are... Uh, 1130 breweries that are participating in this. They're in all 50 states. They're in 21 different countries. Um, if you are listening to this, uh, there is a good chance there's a brewery nearby that that is making one of these. Um, so check it out. Because if, if for no other reason, you're going to get a solid stout and you are going to support a good cause. I would say even in in our area, I'm bringing up New York, Beer Tree in Binghamton, Big Ditch, uh, Community Beer Works. I think Resurgence has one. Ithaca, Iron Tug, Mortalis, obviously. Liquid State, Lucky Hair on Watkins Glen. Nine Maidens, which is right on University. Prison City is doing one. Resurgence, Sand City, um, Swiftwater, Thin Man, Young Lion. You'd be hard-pressed to miss a brewery that that's doing a, a variant on this. Industrial Arts is doing one, Gun Hill, Captain Lawrence, Finback, um, pretty much the, the, the heavy hitters in New York State are all doing a variation on this. Um, so you'd be hard-pressed not to to find your favorite brewery's version of it. Um, and it's well worth checking out. Uh, the two variants we've had are, are, are very good. Um, I don't know if I recommend doing two of them back-to-back, that um, that is probably uh, a bit 
crazy pants. Um, both Four. of these beers uh, that we're doing today are 10%. So I don't know about you, Matt. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Or if you're doing it in a socially distanced manner with five or six of your friends is horizontal, that's probably a better idea. So everybody gets maybe a four ounce pour of it just as a, you know, a conversation starter. They, they certainly aren't uh, full pint sippers by any means. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of bang for your buck there. Definitely. Um, I mean, this is a, uh, no joke beer. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if everybody uh, that's doing this is doing it as an Imperial. Actually, I know for a fact they're not. Um, I saw somebody, because um, I, I, I followed the uh, the Black is Beautiful Beer ha- hashtag on Instagram. Uh, somebody's doing this as a, as a liquor. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So That'd be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, we even just talking about the adjuncts in the three that we discussed in, in detail there, you know, obviously every single one of them is completely different on top of that uh, base stout, um, just in terms of what they've they've added to it, um, and that just means that the end product is going to be super different. Uh, so, I mean, you know, buy a few, try them out. Absolutely, yeah. Tri- uh, the other half one is cacao, 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 cacao. and uh, Madagascar vanilla. Trillium, they did one, and Trillium went big. They brewed the recipe and then blended it with two unreleased bourbon and rum barrel-aged beers. So everybody's doing something a little bit different, uh, putting their own spin on it. And yeah, definitely worth trying out. So as we're um, closing out the uh, the tab here, any final words? These are both excellent beers. Like I said a minute ago, I, I'd be it would be nice to have shared them with you in person. But yeah, I I think both are, are well worth picking up, um, especially if you're a big pastry stout fan. If you're looking for a good desserty beer, and if you're looking to support a a really worthy cause, that this is this is definitely the right spot to go. Hundred percent. And I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Matt and I are are not necessarily the uh, uh, people to necessarily be, you know touting this uh message and and everything but it it is one that you and i both believe in um that that black lives matter and that um you know there's there's lots of people in our real lives that um experience a lot of really shitty things uh on a consistent basis that that we don't because we you know happen to be too white middle-aged guys. Um, and you know, if we can in some small way, uh, contribute to a cause that's trying to make those things better and make the experience of, uh, people's lives better. Um, you know, it's a very small thing. Um, so why not do it? Absolutely. Yeah. We're (laughs) not, not to put, too heavy a point or too fine a point on it. It's it's 2020. It, it's not enough to be not racist. You actually have to be actively anti-racist and do the work. Not that buying two beers is doing the work at all, but they go down smooth at the end of the day after you've done the work that you, you should be doing. Um, right. Um, the only other thing that I, I wanted to say is I, I, I can't not obsess over our analytics a little bit, Matt. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, whoever it is that listens to us in Ashburn, Virginia, because 
<laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. You've been listening consistently, and most of our listens come from New York State. Uh, and I would imagine that's probably friends and relatives of ours. Yeah. Um, I don't know anyone in Ashburn, Virginia. I don't know if you do. I, I don't imagine so. I don't know that I do, but it may be slipping my mind. At any rate, um, if you're ever in, in Rochester or if I'm ever in Ashburn, uh, I owe you a beer. Yeah. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia, we see you. You nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but please keep listening. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and if you want, here, I'll even throw this out there. Show yourself. You may be in, uh, a guest on a future episode. Absolutely. We can talk about a, a beer that we can get from Virginia that, that's also available you know, by you. We are getting Aslan now, so it's a good opportunity to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, and you know, maybe just know, uh, or no, that, that's West Virginia with the coal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't know what Virginia states. itself is, is famous for. Um, it's, well, this is. <laughs> Were so we both for, about to. Yeah. Uh, so much for our friend in Virginia. Now, yeah. this is more or less. It's it's what they call Nova. It's Northern Virginia. It's it's uh, an exurb of Washington, D.C. Gotcha. I wonder if they're the, the, the one download we've had from DC. Likely. Gotcha. Um, but that, that's, uh, you know, one of the other things I, we are, you know, slowly growing and, um, it's just been really cool to see the, uh, the map on our analytics, uh, sort of start to color itself in, um, so, you know, I, I just, I appreciate uh, I appreciate everybody that uh, decides to, you know, spend an hour or so with us uh, every couple weeks. Um, although, you know, obviously we're releasing this one uh, special, um, and you know, we just released uh, James's episode last week. Uh, we'll receive, we'll release our episode with Stromy in uh, week. another week here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I appreciate everybody who gives us a listen uh, week in, week out, and hope that you all continue to do so, especially after I've probably made such an ass of myself this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll be more self-serving. Um, if you are listening, please share with a friend or do that thing that I hate when YouTubers ask for. Rate, review, and subscribe. Um, you know, it does help us kind of uh, get the word out about the show. Uh, if you enjoy it, uh, yeah, please don't don't hesitate to share with a friend. Beer's always better when you share, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, thank you for listening. And as always, uh, try everything except Roush beers. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!